And we're back. And we're back. All three of us. Again. Yeah. Jenna got jealous. <laughs> Jenna got jealous. <laughs> and then grumpy. <laughs> oh, yeah. These two are a little bit cantankerous today, which is hilarious. Yeah. Look out. And I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. Big things <laughs> happened today. It's been a big day. Becky did a presentation for the city of Saskatoon um, in front of 150 people. No big deal. It was 150? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wee. Yeah. This, mor- this morning was like just under 100 and then the afternoon portion was... That's pretty yeah, big. Over 150 people. Yeah. 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 I had it imagined in my head that I was doing like like 30 people math max. Yeah. And it was, yeah, about 50 this morning. Mm-hmm. And then I did the same thing. The exact same thing this afternoon and it was 150 that's intense it was the size of a wedding mm-hmm. and it yeah. was it was arranged like a wedding too it was all like all the round, round tables. tables yeah mm-hmm. yeah, Very yeah. interesting morning for sure yes yeah and i was for sure like to make it all about me really happy i can be part of it it was sweet to support you in that and to see you like like you always say to me like walk your talk you know it was neat for mm-hmm. sure to watch like this morning um when she got up to do it um definitely could feel the nerves a little bit mm. but how could I they not be there so nervous the first one i was shaking and i wasn't nervous up until i got to, up to the podium mm-hmm. and then i i was telling jane i was like i felt like i wasn't in my body but i was watching my body Mm. And then I was, because my attention was on my body, it wasn't on my delivery of the speech. So I wasn't super connected with the audience. I just know that I can do better mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It might've looked okay, yeah. but I knew that it wasn't fun. Like the first one wasn't fun. And again, is there anyone in the world who wouldn't have been that way? No. Well, I don't know if yeah. that's possible. One lady who yeah. came yeah. lined <laughs> to me. <gasps> she literally, so after the first one, she literally beeline to me and also our cousin was there brennan oh yeah cool he was there we had a quick little hug and then he's like oh this lady wants to talk okay wait you. a minute back up so the best <laughs> the best part about all of this is that becky goes up there does her does her speech for the first time i like i feel like i know you very well and i couldn't see the shakes energetically maybe i could feel it. like i'll probably talk about that today like the 4d so the 3d but it's talking about this because I usually just feel through it. But <laughs> the 3D is like what you can see, touch, I don't know, more tangible, I guess. And then the 4D would be like the underlying. So if you've ever walked up to somebody or somebody's walked into a room and you like felt like you either had an overwhelming amount of like love for that person or they walked into the room and you felt like you wanted to maybe choke them out <laughs> or you just were like, I hate that person. Like, and they hadn't even really opened their mouth yet. For me, that's like the most, that's the most concrete way I guess I know how to talk about the 4D. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys want to chime it's, in. Yeah, it's like you said, it's just the feeling sense, the undertone. The lim- yeah. It's your limbic connection. Yeah, yeah. It's your so, limbic system. So feeling into that when you spoke the first time today versus this afternoon, which yeah. we'll, we'll get into. But then she Becky finished her speech and, and uh, I sat down for some reason. It's like I like was relieved that I fulfilled my camera duties. And this woman... Like you said, beelined it for beelined her. Beelined it. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, this woman's obviously, like, moved by her speech, like, going to come up and, and, and you know, give her kudos. And she's, like, behind Becky going to talk to her. And I, like, touched Becky on the shoulder to get her attention to this woman. And she stood up and hugged her cousin who was across from her. So this woman was, like, 
a little butt hurt, I think, right off the, like, right from jump. And then Vetchin turned around and was talking to her. And as they were talking, like, she was talking in a way that I, I was maybe three feet away, but I couldn't hear. And had this, like, overwhelming, like, I want to punch that bitch. <laughs> and I was like, why? And so I, like, crossed my legs and, like, contained myself. And Becky will tell you what she said, but, like, kind of fitting that we were going to talk about mirrors today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a mirror. Because I came off feeling critical of myself and then I went straight into this mirror who reflected back all the criticism pretty much all of the insecurities that I had felt up there Mm -hmm. she said out loud to me in that moment Mm -hmm. she was like you didn't engage with the and she didn't ask me permission if she could go into it first she reprimanded me because I made a joke about the military and saluting people Mm -hmm. and she's like you know that you're saluting the queen and I was like yeah it was a joke and it's weird that we salute the queen. Let's not let's not even get into that. Calm but down. but yeah, calm down. It was a joke. And yeah, I'm commissioned by the queen. I get what the queen mm-hmm. thing is. Yeah. But she she that she first she reprimanded me for that. Yeah. Then she went straight into criticism and she was like you didn't engage, you looked at your paper too much, you <sighs> Like, just criticism after criticism, mm-hmm. and, and all I could say was, you know, I, I did practice it, and I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. I kind of just went submissive with her. You were so gracious. But when she walked away, I was just like, whoa, I would not want to work for that woman. Yeah. She is not emotionally intelligent. She is not... No. Not... She would be hell to work for, because you would never be able to do anything right. Well, and, and I just, you just think, like... But I felt like shit, still. Yeah understandably like you so we had like an hour after in between where I was like am I doing the right thing is this Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. again all of my insecurities got thrown up in my face around like am I just traumatizing people am I doing this right I think it's like so perfect (laughs) so perfect I just think it's so perfect especially if we're talking about mirrors we are talking about mirrors if she's reflecting Mm -hmm. that part of you that is super hypercritical Mm mm-hmm like it's right on point. Yeah. And I think it's perfect because I think our ego sense of self gets so comfortable in being who we are mm-hmm. that the minute that you try to change the story by doing something this big and stepping out of your comfort zone, you're going to get all these parts of yourself that come at you. Yeah. So like stay where it's How comfortable. Yeah. Don't move. Who exactly. do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Yes. Exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. that. That. And so didn't even look up from your paper. <laughs> Exactly. But I think that it's like the biggest high five you can get because it means that you're expanding. It is actually the sign that you're growing. And the only way is through the muck to get to the other side of that. The trolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The trolls. Crossing the bridge. Yeah. yeah. She was a fucking troll. She was a troll. She was trolling me. She trolled me. But so then I definitely had this moment of like, am I embarrassing John by, you know, he was the one who gave me the referral. Am I embarrassing myself? Am I doing the right thing? And all of that was going through my head during that hour and a half in between the two presentations. And and then we got back into the, the table again. So it was like the CFO, the administrator, like all like the, the people putting on the presentation. And I, I made a little joke. I somehow brought it into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, as soon as the lady, the organizer was like, oh, was it this woman? That was the woman that was talking to you. Cause she did see that. 
I was like, yeah, that woman. And she's like, that is inappropriate. I'm going to have to talk to her boss. I was like, whoa. And then, and then the like... whole table was supporting me. They're like, like the CFO was like, when's the last time she gave a speech to a hundred different people? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So then I had all mm-hmm. of them backing me. So when mm-hmm. I went up to okay. do the second round, I was on fucking fire. Yeah. But that's like, the thing, I like most... It. Most people have to wait like a week, a month, a year right. to yeah. get a cycle. To get a second yes. chance. Right, I know. It's and so you got cool. to like yeah. move through it the second time and already go through the whole thing. The like, whole thing again. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to sit in your mind. You just got to like bang, bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such got, a gift. Got to reflect on it. Got lots of support from the sisterhood, from Jane, from the table. And then went back up there and I was so connected to the group. I'll post the, the video mm-hmm. of the second one. The hell yeah. Uh, the first one was... It's not even that the first one was that, that bad. It just wasn't as good as I know I can do. Yeah. And But the second one was fucking banger. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. So that's nice. my mirror story for today. Oh, you, I got one. You got one? Mm-hmm. What's coming up for me, and I'm like in it right now, so... But I'm going to still talk about it, mm. Um, is... The men in my life, oh yeah, two of them in the last twenty four hours have shown me how shitty I like how low my standards are for how men treat me, and like how mm. I don't hold them to a higher standard. Like I don't, I don't call out the man in them. I actually allow them, or maybe even sometimes put them in their feminine energy. And it's come up twice with plan making. Mm-hmm. And like one of them, one of them, um, oh, what's the first one? Oh my gosh, my brain, I'm freezing right now. Um, was, well, what happened, what happened with the whole They're scenario? both basically the same scenario t- twice yeah. over, just with two different dudes. Yeah. The first one, cause you're here visiting and so mm-hmm. you only have a, a limited amount of time to spend with people. Right. Right. And so there's the higher prioritized people and then there's the lower Mm-hmm. And the first dude was a higher prioritized person. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and so what it what it felt like was both of them consistently checked in with me since I've been here, but like no one neither of them would like directly be like would you like to hang out or like I want to see you when are you free? Like it was like, "Oh, what are you up to now?" and "What are you up to now?" and I the the cool thing is that like historically I would have just like held off any plans waiting for them to ask me to hang out but now Mm -hmm. I'm like no like I have shit to do I have a life like I'm here to like to be with Becky like that's my reason for being here and so that's my priority but I also know that I'm the person that if you ask me to hang out I'm more than capable and Mm -hmm. like willing to to make time for what's important so just like super interesting to see both of those come up and it's like I'm the common denominator if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and then just the discomfort of not like dancing around and sending a message back like oh yeah like you know we're both super busy and like acquiescing but actually like we talked about just being like yep I'm busy you're busy like I guess my expectation is that if you want to hang out you ask me like lesson learned like Mm -hmm. and I thank you Becky for helping me to just get really concise on that but how uncomfortable that makes me (laughs) and like all this like stuff that comes up like am I crazy like oh my god no one's gonna love me when I'm that direct like that's not like feminine and soft and like blah blah blah. but it's like the the trade-off or the sacrifice there is that then you end up 
never really getting what you want. You get this, like... Mm-hmm. You get crumbs. Yeah. You get crumbs. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, like, the good penetration, you get this, like, whiskey dick version of it. Because when you back yourself fully, where you're like, yeah, it is what it is, mm-hmm. and, like, take it or leave it, mm-hmm. and you missed your chance, and that's too bad for you. And this yeah. is where we have to get into the Jenna energy of, like, what would Jenna do? Oh, my God. <laughs> what would Jenna do? She does not take crumbs. And no. in saying that, I don't know. I've always been that way. Like, I've just mm-hmm. always known my worth in relationship. But... In career, I'm the opposite. Mm. So it's not saying, like, I think that's why it's nice to see you guys, because I get to see the flip side, where, and that's the reflection I'm having today of, like, I got to do all these little details, and I have to, like, over-serve and, like, over-deliver, whatever I say, and under-charge. Yeah. Mm. Over-deliver and under-charge and give you everything, but take barely anything in return. But it's supposed to be the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Or not the opposite, but the, the cart before the Under-promise, over-deliver. Which yep. is what she's saying, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not in the right order. Yeah. And the order matters here. Yeah, definitely. Right? Um, mm-hmm. You under-promise, mm-hmm. and then you over-deliver. You're over-delivering and then letting them... Undervalue Take, you. Undervalue you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, anytime I've like put myself in an uncomfortable position and been like, oh my God, this person's never going to work with me again. And it's such I'm... like a scarcity viewpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they are the people that are the most grateful for your services and who probably yeah. usually bring you the most referrals down the road. And I'm just at the point mm-hmm. where I'm ready to like cut those people that like they thrive on you over delivering and they take it full mm-hmm. advantage, but then they still complain. Mm-hmm. They still the complain, and that was a big theme of, that came up this morning, too. Somehow mm-hmm. we got the entire table to open up and just have a little yeah. rant sesh. It was nice. really cool. Of course. And, they, and they're, the, they're the leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones that are they're trying to, to, with public service, they're trying to keep everybody happy. And yeah. the one was like, it's impossible to make everybody happy. Yeah. And it, and what I was thinking as she was saying that, it's like, it's impossible to make unhappy people happy. Yeah. Because yeah. they're always going to be looking for some reason. And she's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be that, that we had, we served sandwiches yeah. and they'll complain about that. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. She gave this story of like one year we had sandwiches because there's so, everybody was starting to have specific dietary needs. And she's like, we thought we were doing this great thing because there's a lot of flexibility in sandwiches. You can make mm-hmm. a vegetarian sandwich or you can have no bread or you can make a salad. Like there's tons of veggies. And she's like, but it backfired because people, some people said that sandwiches and soup, oh my God, they don't, like, oh. they don't demonstrate appreciation. Yeah. yeah. We have to make our own sandwiches and then we don't feel appreciated. It's mm-hmm. like, what? Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel appreciated no matter what, no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it gets to a point where it's like, you have to meet the person halfway. And this is the sex and sales thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not just about giving. It's also about receiving. Mm-hmm. And giving to people that can actually and receive from you. And those people, they will suck your energy dry. Oh, will they ever? They are not worth it. I just cut one out of my life. They're addicts. Totally. I cut one out of my life this spring. And the thing was, she was my main network to all the contracts that I have now. So there's this element of like gratitude towards her because she's very well connected she got me very well connected to all the people I need to talk to but by the end of last June um she was moving to a new position and she had already asked me if I would 
um, do some contracts with her in the new position. And then I spoke to myself, I journaled it, and I'm like, hell no. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Mm -hmm. But the amount of time that you have sucked my energy on like little Mm -hmm. stupid ass calls, emails, Mm -hmm. texts, you forget everything I say. So I have to teach you five times over. Mm -hmm. Like that is not worth it. So I'm like in love to myself. Mm. Thank you and bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like what yeah. a what an Get epic out. fucking like conquering of that mirror, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mm. know like conquering, but like overcoming of and like thank you to her for teaching you how to value yourself that way. And it doesn't mean that I'm like healed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a really good step in the right direction and noticing that. And now it's like day by day mm-hmm. and then noticing. I heard, oh, yeah. I heard something that I think it might have been Jill, Jillian Portier or somebody talking about healing and healing is just getting closer to wholeness. It doesn't mean that you're, mm. you were sick and now you're healed. Like there's an end point. It's yeah. You're just a, on. Like it's not linear. It's not linear. It's, <laughs> it's feminine. It's all over the place. So, yeah. so it's just, you're closer to wholeness. You're closer to integration of, of all of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, yeah, this binary sick and then healthy thing. Yeah. So, mm, totally. so, and it's layers, you're uncovering layers and layers and layers of trauma of the, tra- mm-hmm. and this trauma isn't just ours, it's, it's our generation. generation, and now your daughter's dealing with it too, that mm-hmm. inherited generational trauma. So the best thing you can do is lead by example. Yeah. But what's coming up for me today is the workshop that I'm putting on next Thursday is causing me all these fucking hassles. I've like, you got to do this invoice. You got to text about this or you got to let everyone know about the location. And then I am having this panic because I'm like, I charged $200 a person and I'm not even providing lunch. Everyone's going to think I'm so cheap. That is the key point that I've been on. Like, and having to repeat mm-hmm. to myself, no, like, you have such a valuable service. Mm-hmm. They're not coming for the lunch. They can bring a bag lunch. It's not going to yeah. kill them. Yeah. But I keep going back to it and having to remind myself because I'm used to over-promising. Like, mm-hmm. before, it's like, I wouldn't have just served lunch. I would have served, well, and mm-hmm. I did the workshop last year in the nicest hotel. I, I bought, like, a great food package, mm-hmm. all these extras. I even had them kits for their for their classrooms but guess what at the end of the day the lesson learned was i grossed a ton of money almost ten thousand dollars but my net at the end of the day was not that much Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah because you're over promising and you're giving away everything Mm -hmm. yeah you're not holding on to any of your value and the valuable thing that i was at that one so i can speak to that the valuable piece of that workshop was what you delivered from your field. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't the knickknacks and the lunch mm-hmm, yeah. or the location. Yeah. Because you can always kind of find issues with any of those things. But the thing that's right. valuable, that's actually fucking priceless, is that they got. And this sounds arrogant, but it's true. They got to spend the afternoon with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your unique knowledge and your unique way of delivering that knowledge and and how that transcends into their own work and like they all got to share pieces of themselves that day that and like get a burden off their chest Mm -hmm. that that's really priceless too and all of that feminine emotional labor Mm -hmm. is worth something yeah yeah just because we live in a patriarchy that says it's only widgets that have value Mm -hmm. it's not true no it's it's not it's not true yeah and how how crazy it is though that like that same concept of value just how it translates to everything Mm -hmm. 
yeah to to sex to relationships to money to you know I think it's going to be the same with you when you're a real estate agent Mm. it's like you could have any real estate agent you could have one that's like maybe more experienced has more technical experience than Mm -hmm. you but buying a house is super emotional yeah and you are in tune with the emotions of that so to have somebody guide you through it yeah and and actually make that whole experience pleasant because mm-hmm. they get to be in your field during the experience yeah that's valuable to yeah. me that's such a retraining of the brain though because mm-hmm. i feel like as you grow up all you think about is like what do i want to do how do i want to serve mm-hmm. the world and it's so focused on doing not being the masculine not the feminine yeah so it's just mm-hmm. such a retraining to think yeah, and that, and then that's why you say things like, this is going to sound arrogant. Mm-hmm. Because we're taught to think that it's arrogant. It's arrogant. To be ourselves. Yeah. And for that to have value in of itself. Yeah. But is yeah. it arrogant to, to sit in the comfort of your mother's just love and unconditional love? Yeah, there's nothing that can touch that. There's nothing that is more important than that. No. Like the doing and the protecting and the providing, all of that is is so that the mother can provide her part of it like that's what the whole point of being alive is is so that we can continue to play the game yeah so if we just have the masculine doing producing productivity part of it like what are we doing it for yeah ticking boxes yeah ticking boxes which is why coming full circle to our little triad at the table here you what you do is so quintessential because you teach people how to actually be present through every step of, you know, relationships, through their careers, like mm-hmm. all of that, so that it's not just ticking a box. You can actually enjoy it. Like it's your, it's your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like today was an example of being able to walk my talk for mm-hmm. sure. Like you said, because I had that first experience of the first presentation and it was the exact same speech, right? Mm-hmm. The, the speech itself was the control. Like it was the same, but the variable in it was, I was nervous. I wasn't in my body. I was trying to do it just to do it, just as a product, like to deliver the product, right? Just like get it out. I'm here to to deliver a service, service rendered, give me my money kind of thing. Like let's get out of here. But the second one I was present for. Yeah. And the second one I had back and forth with the audience Mm -hmm. and I had confidence Mm -hmm. and I had fun. But my question is, like, is it even possible to bypass that first nervous phase like is it even possible I don't think or do you just have to move through the experience to get to the presence the contrast of the experience is what made the whole experience because like I don't know a single person who wouldn't be like dying before that of nervousness Mm -hmm. like when you think that's what everybody says is their worst fear even more than death is public speaking Mm -hmm. you had like the worst fear compounded because right afterwards you had somebody come tell you everything that was wrong with it yeah and it's like when people imagine the worst experience that is Mm -hmm. fully it yeah but but what was cool about that too is that i do have the i have the emotional intelligence enough to know that what I was feeling was that she didn't listen to my presentation. She found no. one little thing that was wrong and just like nipped on to that. And then she was probably waiting the rest of it, yeah. waiting for you to be done, not but, listening, just waiting to get in there and tear yeah, at you. Yeah, she literally beelined for me. Yeah. But she also demonstrated to me, like what I was feeling, it was like, I don't think, I think that my age, my youth 
threatens you. I think that the way I look threatens you. I think that the fact that you were in the military, the fact that I was, am also have been having military experience Mm -hmm. in a small town that that's rare. Mm -hmm. I think like there were just so many things that, that I threatened of her Yeah, that I, that's what I could feel. So I have the self-awareness enough to know that it's not all about me. Yeah. Yes. She's a mirror in that, in the places where I'm getting hit by like, she's reflecting back things and I'm getting insecure about them. Mm -hmm. That's where she's mirroring my own stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in there that was her Mm -hmm. and she was using me as a mirror Mm -hmm. to reflect back her insecurities. And I can suss out the difference with help. Like you helped me a lot. It wasn't like I just figured it out on my own and I'm fine. Like I need you guys to support me in this and you've Mm -hmm. done such a beautiful job this morning. So it's not like I can just do it on my own, but at least we can get there within like what that was like three hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, you nailed yeah. it. It was good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. I had something else I wanted to ask you, Jen. I can't remember now. Well, I was just gonna say that's exactly why you need the sisterhood because you need someone's opinion that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by trust, I don't mean just telling you the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean they they can tell you everything mm-hmm. in a way that you can receive it, so they can take a little bit of the edge off if they need to. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know that's that's what I need from people often, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like that you just you know that they're telling you the truth. Yeah, yeah. You don't want the girl in the change room. And if they are giving you like... constructive criticism, <laughs> you look great. <laughs> exactly. If they are giving you constructive criticism, it's that they're actually dedicated to helping you figure that out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they don't want to see you fail. They actually want to see you at your best. They yeah. they do see you at your best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're able to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about what's underlying, right? Mm-hmm. For her, for us. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling, Jane, about this text? And, like, how this oh all my wrapped God. up? That I sent? Yeah. How about... We won't name. So, no, don't name any names. But, but <laughs> yeah, just, tell me the text. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit more to Jenna? Because she heard the first part of the story, but not the second part. Yeah. Of what what happened there like we were talking about mirrors how what what is that mirroring back to you that scenario well I more or less like have been talking this guy's in constant communication with me since I got to Saskatoon and even leading up to it and I I definitely like reached out like we'd been talking before like pretty sparsely but then before I came to Saskatoon I I actually said you know be great to see you and like, I feel like that's all I got to do. And then you kind of put it in their hands. I don't know. Maybe that those are my covert agreements. But then every day since I've been here, like, every day, almost all day, he's been texting me being like, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? And I, I know that, well, I know what that means. But I'm like, I'm not, like, no. Like, fuck no. Oh, like, so I did that to me, I'd be like... Leave on red, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't have. Talk, I just you in three years. <laughs> I just don't have the kind of time for that. Like John's been gone for four days, and we've talked once for like two minutes. Like, yeah. How are the kids doing? Good. Yeah. See, this is where you're really strong when it comes to relationships and holding your value and not accepting mm-hmm. crumbs and just like living your life when you. Because there's a laziness aspect to it, where I can't be bothered. But that I think is good because it, <laughs> it means that you're li- you're home living your life. You're not pining for him to come back. Yeah. 
And then when he's back, you're excited. But I just, like, I've never been able to text with people constantly all day long. No. And you guys probably know that, too. Like, sometimes yeah. I'm MIA for, like, a half a day. Mm-hmm. And it's legit. Like, I'm just not yeah. texting people. So that's people. why when we say, what would Jenna do? It's like she would, yeah. she would take three months to respond. <laughs> like, that's what she would do. Because she'd be yeah. like, this is boring. We're not kidding. Yeah. This, yeah. this text exchange is boring. Either man up and ask me on a date. Yeah. Or don't. Either way is fine. Because they're like, didn't we just talk? <laughs> like, seriously, why are you texting me ten times after? Okay, like, all right, wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm coming to my own defense here. This got derailed. We're not all like Jenna. I'm more like you. I'm more well, like you. Well, uh, like, we have, like... I don't know. And I don't know what you were like before you were married. But I feel like once you once you're in a relationship... You're more, and maybe not for everyone, but you're more like, you have the more Jenna's stability, I guess. Yeah, I know. Right? It doesn't mean yeah. that I didn't feel nervous about it though. Yeah. Before. I'm just extremely stubborn. So with John, like I'd wait a whole week if he hadn't texted me back because he had yeah. to do it first. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say I've been more like that. I think I also right now, I'm in an addiction pattern for male attention given like my breakup and all of that, that I'm like, I can't quite, I haven't quite figured out how to meet that need in myself since this breakup, so I'm definitely outsourcing. And there's nothing wrong with you either. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so societal, and like I said, I have that same addiction, just in different areas. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, maybe I'm coming off really defensive, but I'm like, no, no I think no, it's no, important to because not. there's, there, like, I actually, while I admire Jenna, mm-hmm. I relate more to you. Mm-hmm. I've done more of what you've done. But so cool. Like, yeah. like who talks about this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think for me, like, I would have historically, like, we've talked about this. I would have historically, like, t- been that way. Mm-hmm. Been like, well, like, talk to you in five years. And now I'm, now I'm, def- it's interesting and, like, definitely challenging being on the other side of it. Because I, I know that I also am not playing fair, really, with him. Because I'm continuing to engage with him. I definitely could be like, yeah, let's make a plan. But I'm like that stubborn aspect is still there where it's like, just do my thing over here, like live my life. And so today the head that it came to was like, um, he sent me this super passive aggressive message that was like, what's your plan today? And I, I said that I was with Becky in the talk and then he said, oh, so like you saw everybody you wanted to see while you were here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, bitch. Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, it would have, would have been great to see you, but I can't remember what I said. I'm just going to look at it. But it was more or less like, would have been great to see you, but that didn't happen. Or I don't know exactly what I said. Oh, I wish you would have asked. And then... That's good. And then he kind of flew off the handle and was like, by me, keeping in touch with you is implying that... Oof, you touched I, his insecurity. Oh He's like, get the fuck away from <laughs> that insecurity. I want to you so bad, but it, I feel like that's yeah, like almost like a personal violent. attack. <laughs> yeah. So it was basically like, I've been texting you this whole time. Like that implies that I want to hang out with you. And basically I'm like, that's feminine communication though. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's an important thing to see and that there's not anything wrong with feminine communication. No. But when you're dealing with a man that you want to be masculine, encouraging feminine Mm -hmm. behavior where you want masculine behavior doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's not that one or the other is bad. It's like, mm-hmm. is it actually? Can you like, can you clarify and just say why it's feminine? It's feminine because it's not direct. It's well, that under the radar, like I'm not actually asking for the thing mm-hmm. that I want. I'm asking. I'm saying it in a really indirect way. 
So it's like saying no vulnerability. So the masculine way to say to say I want a sweater is to say I want a sweater. The feminine way to say that is I'm cold. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's indirectly asking for a sweater. Yeah. Like you want something out of it, but you're being super And it builds a dance up. It does. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's beautiful. That's why that's it makes where... like the, the yearning mm-hmm. and the, the flirting. Yeah. yeah. The and the sexual tension yes. all comes mm-hmm. from the feminine. Yes. If we were just super masculine with each other all the time, we'd be robots. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm okay. Like, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty comfortable. I want sex now. Yeah. <laughs> like, penetrate okay. me. Penetrate me. <laughs> Give me the D. Yeah. <laughs> now... And it's not, and again, like, it's not like man, woman, masculine, no. feminine. It's just the energies. And like, for me, I definitely prefer, and this is, this is new to me because in the past, like I've definitely like, and in my past relationship for sure have like fostered that dynamic. And now I'm like, no, like I want to be pursued. Mm-hmm. I want that masculine energy and I would like to learn to live a little bit more in my feminine energy. Yeah. And let's be fair too, this dude was not being like flirty feminine, which he could have done too, which would have mm-hmm. felt more like play. Yeah. He was being salty feminine. Yeah. <laughs> like he was being passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't feel good to play with because you can't, then your masculine is activated of, I can't win here. No, yeah. you can feel the anger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much it's charge. Like, say it. Yeah. So much charge. And we have, we have a masculine part of ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And so that masculine part that wants to win and wants to be able to like play and engage and actually get little points yeah. can't have that when somebody's being passive aggressive so it's a turn off it's like ugh. yeah get out get away whereas playfulness mm-hmm. is fun because you can engage with it you can win with it you can have yeah a little banter yeah that's exactly. fun exactly. he's not being bantery he's being like no he's trying to close the deal oh and like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but oh. and like very clearly like seen when i basically like called him out like straight up flew off the handle and sent me like that's this big message such that like was a, like a great indicator yeah. that you got so close to his insecurities yeah yeah and so I more or less just said like no problem like you're busy mm-hmm. I'm busy with help from Becky for sure to like not slip back into old patterns of like oh it's okay and like it's all good mm-hmm. bye and then you know I think the thing to remember too is that like it's so important that you are conscious that you're transitioning into mm-hmm. a different style. Mm-hmm. And like, that's mm-hmm. always going to be messy. That's a good, that's a good point. It's yeah. not ever going to be like clear cut, perfect lines. <laughs> so uncomfortable. It's just messy. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's messy. Yeah. And the mess, just like, again, like this morning of having like one messy presentation and yeah. then, which by Virgo standards was still pr- pretty good, but yes. messy. And then the second one, it's like Joe Rogan talks about how you have to bomb as a stand-up oh, comedian. Yeah. Yeah. You have to bomb. And then once you bomb, that's what actually makes your next one amazing. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to hold the sensation of the bombing. You know too. what that is, I think? Because before you bomb, when you're nervous, you're imagining what could happen. Mm-hmm. And then once that's already happened, yeah. you're like... Then you manifest it. Yeah, I just don't have to shit <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I survived it. Oh, I survived it. I survived yeah. the worst possible thing that I've been avoiding feeling. Yeah. Now I've actually felt my way through Now it. I'm free. And that's yeah. what trauma healing yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. You're proving to yourself that you can survive something mm-hmm. that felt like death. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Feels like either ego death, emotional death, physical death, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, like I had a similar situation happen 24 hours ago. Same thing, like called, called the guy out and he like stepped into it. Like not like beautifully, but definitely like stepped into it, stepped up. And we've like had a conversation mm-hmm. since where I like gave another adjustment and it's been like, yeah. it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know if there's anything hotter. Actually yeah, though. I know. Like oh. when you can give a man an adjustment and he takes it. Ugh. And, and is still present with you. Yeah. And doesn't... Doesn't like, go into shame. Yeah. But, like, is still yeah. present with you. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is the hottest thing. Doesn't flip it's, it around yeah. in some way that you have to take care of him. But he actually just like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I can do that for you. Right? But, again, why you need the sisterhood to back you to not be, like, when you start feeling like, oh, I'm crazy. Because the status quo, for me, anyways, I watch all my girlfriends do it where they just settle, 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 settle. Except crumbs. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so to, to have sisters that are like, hmm, no, yeah. you're not right. crazy. Because we like, are battling that, that thing makes of sense. who do you think you are. Yeah. That you want the whole Crazy thing. comes up for me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that triggers like the, no one will ever love me. Like all that stuff, right? So... Yeah, to have if I eat the whole cake, if I want the whole cake instead of crumbs, who's going to love me? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, a man that wants to give you a whole fucking cake. Yeah. And not just crumbs. A baker. Like a <laughs> fucking sexy baker like in Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Times to not take a sip. Um, until you're 700 pounds. <laughs> and they're still bringing you Dairy Queen and Burger King. When feeling full, they he gets her through yeah. Hunger Games, though. He's the best fire team partner. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that cup of little Lowith, Jenna. <laughs> and the muffin top. <laughs> I used to do that, though, just with the body image stuff. Like, mm. And I still find, like, I'll be out with girlfriends or, like, my husband's family, and it's just, like, all these leaf women that are beautiful, and they have, like, half a plate of salad. And I'm just like, fuck you guys. I want two plates of food. Like, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I used to just have what they would have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd watch and I'd only have what they'd have. But now, so I'm just at the point where, like, it still feels high sensation. Like, I'm not going to say, like, it's just easy to go grab a full plate of food in front of all these other women. But I can, and I can feel myself, like, burning up a little bit. But I just do it anyway. Because I'm like, it actually matters more to me that I just enjoy myself right now. Yeah. 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 Than not, try to, like, get your approval. And not deprive yourself. Yeah. Because we know that what the, depriva- what the deprivation leads to. I'll just go home and eat, like, well, three cakes. Yeah. When yeah. One, one piece would have actually satisfied me. Yeah. Yeah. One piece yeah. consciously yeah. will save you binging totally. on the whole cake. Yeah. Later on. So true. And then hating yourself. And then in going through that cycle of hating yourself, yeah. which is yeah. what the whole cybernetic is set up to do. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like to bring you back into that self-hate. Mm-hmm. So no, we're cutting the mm-hmm. cycle there. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a shorter one. Yeah. I, think, I feel like we peaked though there. Yeah. I feel like awesome. we peaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. There's a lot of juice in there. Hopefully not everyone tuned <laughs> specifically that lady that didn't like me today and, i was gonna say who's everyone and the Is guy that that does, and the guy that doesn't that wants to hang out with jane no bitch <laughs>
you guys are not welcome <laughs> to listen. But also, thank you for being our mirrors. Like, we can have some gratitude there, too, I think. Yeah. For, for reals. Not just virtue signaling, either. Yeah. Just how would like, you know, otherwise? How would you exactly. know? Exactly. Or the woman that, that gave you so much networking, and then you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that our time together is... Because I legitimately close. want to be grateful to her. Mm-hmm. But if I keep mm-hmm. working with her, I never will be. Yeah, like, so like but that's the thing. You, yeah. And that's like any relationship or business partnership or anything. It's mm-hmm. You learn what you learn from it, and then you move on. And if you're not a vibrational match anymore, that's okay. That's not a failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's actually a good thing. But when we hold yeah. on, like, oh, I just got to like keep punishing myself in this spot because yeah. there's something more to learn. Well, yeah, but you're also still punishing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you're not really not worth it. Boundaries. Not worth it. Boundaries. Yeah. The boundary mm-hmm. piece is key. Yeah, totally. We can talk more about boundaries later. Mm-hmm. For sure. Thanks okay. for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.